Hey guys, how are we getting on? Welcome back to the JCC podcast for episode number 31. I hope we're all having a fantastic day so far. And we are joined by a special guest today. And actually, just we just found out there that it's almost a year to the exact day. Um, and we have Steve Caps on. How are you today, Steve? I'm well, Josh, and I really appreciate it, your time again, man. 12 months has flown by and a lot's happened. Um, and I'm really excited about chatting to you again tonight. Absolutely. And honestly, I just remember now that I actually bought a podcast mic on my birthday last year, which was actually yesterday, the day after my birthday, and I go, I'm just going to start a podcast. And then I did a, a really, really poor podcast. And then we had you on. And do you remember the, we had a nightmare with the the filming. And if anyone listens back to the podcast, it's actually in three different parts. We had to piece it together. Do you remember how stressed I was about it? I, I recall that. You did a really good job of piecing that together. <laughs> that podcast to a few of my clients and yeah you worked it out really well man so I, I don't know how I don't know what was going on it kept freezing and deleting and all over the place but it got we got it together and it was actually a very good one in the end and now 30 what 32 podcasts later you've yeah. nailed, you nailed it absolutely <laughs> and, and today's podcast is going to be definitely completely different because it's actually, it's actually funny thinking of it and I know we were just talking about it there the podcast was was pretty much all about your bodybuilding career and now this one is all going to be about and the title of it will be something like living a healthy, happy and grateful life. And I look at you as pretty much Mr. Gratitude because you live, everything you do is all geared around that and just living, living just like in utter, utter gratitude for everything, your kids, your wife, your training, your clients, everything like that just looks like you really um, are so grateful for everything. Would I be right in saying that? Definitely, Josh. And the beautiful thing about health is that the ability to transition at different ages of your life. Like I'm a father now of two children and I've been a bodybuilder on and off for four or five years. Um, I'll you know, call myself suddenly you know, semi-professional and, and really spending half of my week training, eating, sleeping. But the great thing about my lifestyle now is I've really transitioned into more of a, a healthy, holistic way. And training is still a part of that, but there's a lot of other protocols and practices that I implement into my life, which we'll chat yeah. about tonight. 100%. So over the last 12 months, almost to the day, give us a little bit of an update since since you jumped on and talk about your 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 own current goals, your coaching clients, your family, your business direction. What has the shift been directed to mainly? The, the shift has been mainly around, like there's a bit to unpack there, but we'll start with the training. And after we had a conversation back in August, I was on stage in a national show yep. in New South Wales in October. Uh, that was a really good prep. I really enjoyed it. My training was good. My sleep was good. Um, my protocols around nutrition and posing were were quite spot on. I came third in that show. Um, it was probably the leanest I've ever been. I, I, skin fold wise, I was around sort of four point eight five percent. So I did push the envelope of the lean I could get. Um, after that show, I started to go through a bit of a journey where I had to reassess my goals, like a lot of us do, um, and thinking where, where to next, Steve? Are we going to do another show? Are we going to do a, a building phase and put on a bit of weight, or are we going to transition into more of a, you know, a, a healthier lifestyle? Because bodybuilding can, as a father of two and, and coaching quite a few clients, bodybuilding can really deplete you. So, mm. I started to move into more of a, you know, uh, cold water work, uh, heat work, a lot of beach work. My cardiovascular system was a lot more efficient after my prep because I started to train at the beach a lot more. So in terms of the transition, it really starts to mean more of a more of a holistic athlete. I mean, bodybuilders are quite three-dimensional. We, we, we could pack on a lot of mass and we look great in the mirror, but our ability to be mobile, flexible, agile, have some speed, um, definitely that was a weakness of mine. And I tried to, or my main focus was to try and build up those areas of my life where I could be agile, fit, healthy, uh, and still hold a fair bit of muscle tissue. Because as you know, Josh, 
as you get older, the more muscle mass you have, the better it is in terms of longevity, fitness, health. So um, that was my main transition. Uh, in terms of family and business, um, two beautiful children, uh, free-range kids. We go outside a lot. We, we ground. We go to the bush. Um, as a father, I want to lead by example and, and show my children that there's personal responsibility around managing your own health, especially during our times at the moment with um, what's going on around the country and around the world. And, you know, personal responsibility around health for me is, is taking ownership every single day and doing the basics and doing the fundamentals around sleep, drinking water, getting your food in, spending time in nature, um, having a relationship with nature as well and, and having harmonisation between nature and yourself. So for me, that was the main goal end of last year. And that's really continued on through 2021 where, a lot of the, the clients that I take on now just come to me to heal their body. And, and part of that is spending time in nature alongside having a training program in the gym. So I have a bit of a model where I get them to spend time outside as much as they can. And then in the gym, I do four sessions a week, high intensity, and I, I get some great results that way. But I could trip by combining nature and the gym, um, sort of a hybrid model, which is where I'm looking at. And do you find that most people coming in to work with you now, Steve, would be more so geared towards that kind of health uh, health side of things or more geared towards body composition or, or a mix of both? Right now, Josh, I would say I'm attracting a lot of uh, health conscious people who want to mentally feel better, um, spend more time in nature. A lot of them still want to build muscle and improve their body composition, but more so their number one goal might be to have a better relationship with their own body and have a better relationship with their family and themselves. So mm. for me, um, body composition is still in there. It's tied in there, but having feeling better mentally uh, in their career is probably the number one, top one and two goals that most people come to me for now as a career and just content function, being mentally sharp. Nice. And what, where do you feel the most people, like if you maybe ask them, they're downfall, do you know, what, where do they feel they're lacking a little bit in or, or where do they feel as having a negative effect in their life? What do you, what's the usual um, kind of si- things that you would see from them? The performance and sleep. Um, you, you know, more than anyone, Josh, that a lot of um, people that you take on and myself, I'll get them to fill out a sleep survey and fatigue and sleep is probably the number one limiting factor for their ability to reach their goals. So mm. I pay a lot of attention into getting sun exposure if they can in the morning. I know you down in Melbourne, it's a bit difficult sometimes, but <laughs> Definitely. We have, yeah, we have 300 days a year of you know, usually beautiful sunshine and I'm yeah. close to the beach here. So the number one goal or the number one bottleneck for a lot of my clients is the ability to sleep and manage their fatigue. So I spend a lot of time educating and empowering them around how to improve their sleep hygiene, how to ground their body in the morning and how to really eliminate pre-workouts and caffeine. I have big concerns with clients having caffeine, you know, prior to 1 p.m. or 2 p.m. But after that, I try to educate them around, um, you know, limiting their pre-workouts in the afternoon and caffeine. Mm, absolutely funny enough talking about sunshine i did a, a webinar earlier today and i've been talking about it on my stories about the the benefit of sunshine and, and or, or light exposure what would be the kind of the main benefits do you find from having light exposure for clients regarding health and, and sleep I, th- I think you could look at the data right now around country and, and so many of us spend time inside in front of a computer in front of our phone uh, indoors uh, with minimal ventilation. So the ability to go outside and have the sun exposure, uh, looking at the trees, uh, sun gaze, if the time's right. I mean, when I speak about sun gaze, you know, I'm not talking about midday staring at the sun. I'm talking about, you know, 5.30 a.m. or 6.30 a.m. when the sun does rise. 
having 10 or 15 minutes to really ground your body and look at the sun and really set the intention for the day and anchor your body. So a lot of my clients who do that, you know, for the first couple of weeks, they do notice better sleep because they're getting that sun exposure in the morning. As the afternoon comes on, they're, tr- they're really grounding their body and unwinding their body. So for me, sun exposure is all about anchoring your body, recalibrating your central nervous system as well, and your circadian rhythm. Uh, they're the two benefits that I find a lot of people report that to me with. And do you think that it's an immediate improvement in people that don't because i know a lot of people that would listen to the this podcast might be working a desk job and not spend that much time outside and especially back in ireland i know that it's absolutely unbelievable we we're just saying there 30 degrees weather at home at the moment yep. however for most of the year we're not going to see much daylight exposure at all then and um, so how would you kind of help program that uh, into everyone's day and, and and can you see uh um, kind of a tangible benefit with the clients that you do ask them to go out to daylight exposure that people can implement as well. Yeah, it only takes about a week or two for people to really notice those, the benefits and value from sun exposure. Yep. Uh, there's a machine or kind of like an infrared sauna called a, a juve light, which a lot of people might implement into their household. Um, I'm big on the environment in our in our life and you know your home environment, look after your home, uh, ventilation, you decrease mold. Um, mold's a big issue that a lot of my clients talk to me about around hygiene in the home. So we try and really recalibrate their house and then get a lot of sun exposure in the morning as well. So it's a quite an interesting topic to discuss from a fitness professional, but mm. you know, you've got to really look after your environment first and then outside of that, your gym environment and your work environment as well. Yeah, 100%. Couldn't, couldn't agree with you more there. Okay, so when, when I met Steve about, what, what are we now, Steve? Must 18 be, months. About 18 months ago. Uh, first and foremost, I thought, Jesus, the absolute size of this guy. Um, and it was a very, very kind of bodybuilder conversation. We were very much so geared around training, performance, exercise, execution, all that kind of stuff. And as the kind of the months have gone, this is why I thought you'd be a perfect guy to bring onto the podcast. As the months have kind of gone on over the last, in particular after we were just discussing discussing after that show, it's been a massive, massive shift, I think, um, into that kind of health, I would call you like a health-focused educator now as well. Um, what has changed and what do you feel has changed the most since that um, from Steve the bodybuilder to Steve the kind of health-focused educator? I think parenting definitely, Josh. There's a... Fair bit to unpack there, but parenting will be number one. Um, bodybuilding yeah. as a father, as a business owner, can be quite time-consuming with the meals and the food and the sleep. Mm-hmm. So ability now to train four times a week for 45 minutes and spend time with my children and focus on nature, my family and my children. We homeschool um, on the Gold Coast, so we want to make sure that we educate and we empower our kids as much as we can and we have a really good community here. Um, but I just, as I said earlier on, I love our industry because I've been in my whole life now. I spend 10 hours a week teaching other PTs for a company on the Gold Coast. I spent about 15 hours doing one-on-one PT. I still have my hand in the one-on-one PT space and then I have my online model. So I just love how we can bounce between the bodybuilding sector, the body composition, and then into more of the health sector as well. And uh, my background previously to bodybuilding was actually uh, in a mining company. I would do cholesterol checking, I'd do blood work, I'd do drug and alcohol testing, I'd do high work and lung function work, spirometry. So I've always had this, um, this part of me where I've loved nature, I've loved health, and I've also loved the ability to get on stage and really push my body to the limit when it comes to bodybuilding and body composition. So for me, um, parenting is probably the number one reason why I've transitioned into more of a, a health coach environment. And 
way things are unfolding in our country right now and around the world, I feel a lot of people need um, people that come to me wanting to get shredded and, and get lean for a show before they even think about that, they need to love their own body and, and love who they are. So I spend a lot of time working with their mental health. Um, you know, really, really guiding them through how to look at their whole life and different domains of their life, whether it be spiritual, mental, emotional, financial, and how to find tools to really feel great in every domain of their life before they even think about getting on stage. So there's a there's a big process behind that around why do you want to compete? Uh, why do you want to get lean? And, and what is the main drive for that as well? Um, so there's really deep questions there that um, make people feel uncomfortable initially, but part of feeling yeah. uncomfortable is growth. <laughs> yeah, 100%. And just sounds like the your goals has, have shifted and, and that happens with life and people need to understand that as well, that something that we were maybe uh, are fo- very, very focused for yourself, Steve, let's say, for instance, as that bodybuilder a couple of years ago, maybe might not be the same five years down the line. And maybe five years down the line, again, you might be doing something different. And it doesn't have to be, I think you said it yourself there, was it the the uh, face mask on or something like that, the analogy that you use? As yeah, the yeah, the identity. And uh, we will mask in life. And I think, you know, Josh coaching a lot of people and even yourself, like we go through different identities in high school. Yeah. You could be the kid that gets bullied. And I have a lot of clients who've been really aggressively bullied through high school and they hold hold that when they come and see me. Yeah. So there's a lot of identities that we hold through our childhood, our adolescence into adulthood. So um, that's getting a bit, off, a bit off topic in terms of like more counselling and coaching. But for me, I felt that I was, people only looked at me as a bodybuilder and yeah. I didn't want to be known as just that. I wanted to wear the parent mask the coach mask and also have it be people to look at me as someone who really values nature and really values the gym. So you can have a great relationship in the gym, but also spend time hiking, climbing, doing cold water plunging and go down the bush. So that was where my mind was heading. Yeah, no, it's 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 definitely apparent that that is the case. Uh, in particular, seeing a lot more kind of family stuff and, and things like that. And I think that that's your your focus and attention right now. And it's really, really, really interesting to see and refreshing to see as well. You touched on the fact of, of kind of mental health and well-being and things like that. What what do you think are the main kind of foundations or characteristics of, of good quality health and well-being? Yeah, oh, that's a really good question, Josh. And for me, um, some of the battles I've had, um, we all have battles and I've been someone to be vulnerable to my clients. And I did a live last week with a, a, a client of mine in, in South Australia who's a, a mindset coach, you know, neuro-linguistic programming, does a lot of really good work with youth and the church. And for me, um, mental health is all about, you know, feeling really good in your body, having a great relationship with food and the gym, but also having a really good community around you as well and having people in your corner who want you to elevate and get better. So surrounding yourself with that community, having really good conversations with people in your life, you know, showing that vulnerability and, and being open as well, not being a closed book, uh, and then managing your health. You, know, you and I talk a lot about personal responsibility and, and walking the walk and, and talking the talk and, and leading the way. And for me, um, even though I've lost a fair bit of muscle the last eight months, um, people still look at me and go, I st- you still look really healthy, Steve. Like, you look like a guy who works out. And I always want to be viewed as someone, if I'm a fitness professional or a coach, I want to be viewed as someone who I've been there, I've done that, I've done the program, I've done the training. I'm here to guide you and walk you down that path of better health and well-being. So for me, it's... Um, always been about leading by example and taking personal responsibility for my health. Mm. Yeah. It's a massive, it's a massive job of a coach. I think is, is to, to walk the walk, probably something that we see a little less of than we probably should see. 
um, in the community or in the coaching community at the moment. Do you feel that by having this this more so shift towards this has helped your clients kind of level up their their efforts in terms of health and well-being? Yeah, when I get reports, I do a feedback form every couple of weeks from my guys. And a lot of the feedback I get is I enjoy spending more time in the bush now. And, you know, when I go to the gym, I'm not there for an hour and a half. I'm only there for 45 minutes and I'm getting it done. I'm being very efficient, very effective. I'm following the rest periods. I'm doing the tempo. Yeah, I still have that bodybuilding mindset where I program for my guys. I make sure that their tempo, their execution, their movement, their breathing is really good. So they still have that in the gym. But when they walk outside... They can spend time at the beach, walking around the park, walking barefoot, um, going to a recovery center and doing cold plunging, magnesium baths. So for me, Josh, it's always been about integrating the health and the physique and just making sure you can have a healthy body and a lean body at the same time. And, you know, whether that's a 10% body fat for a male, like me right now, I'm about 10 or 11%. I walk around that, you know, and still feel really good. It's been lean, very, very lean. If that's not the uh, acute goal right now, have to say hats off. <laughs> Yeah, thank you, bro. Yeah, I still um I still manage my food well, and you know yeah. for me um ensure that my carbohydrates around that, that training window is still important. But for me, yeah. it's uh, integrating nature and, and the gym together, and having a very um you know harmonization balance between the two. Yeah, health first, body comp second, right? Yes. So in terms of the practices, I know you touched on a couple of them there, but you'd really intrigued to hear kind of the stuff that you would do on a day-to-day basis. Now, this might change from a train day to non-train day, but even just from kind of start, even walking us through kind of a day-to-day basis, first thing in the morning, what we do, and um, maybe the daylight exposure we get, and, and everything from start to finish, I'd love to hear. Yeah, so I have objectives every week, Josh. Like I have my, my hot therapy, my cold therapy, my training workout, my meals, and going for a walk on in the, in the bush or, or barefoot. So I, I have to make sure for me as a, a target, I get two to three cold therapy sessions in per week, whether that's um, a waterfall down the road for me, I could jump in there and get that, you know, five degree cold water that makes you freezing. Um, I do a lot of um, Wim Hof work, breath work in that as well. The sauna, I'm very grateful to have an infrared sauna at home, as you know, where I can spend as much time as I want. So if I could hit those targets every week, cold therapy, hot therapy, train four times a week, go for a walk and spend time sun gazing in the morning, I feel that they're the pillars of health for me. So I make sure that the environment's good, the training's good, the cold therapy's good, my sleep's good. I'm in bed by 9.30 p.m. most nights, which means I, I try and target seven and a half, eight hours. Um, they're the main goals for me, man. And um, I've never felt healthier uh, in terms of that mental. You know, I'm sure you felt this before. You wake up in the morning and you just jump out of bed and you just, you, you're ready. You're, you're like a soldier ready to go. Yeah. And um, when I was competing, that wasn't really the case because I was living off pre-workouts and quite depleted. But now um, having more body fat, um, having more time to energetically spend time in nature, um, I feel a lot more grounded in that way. So and I'm sure you felt like that prior as well. Yeah. And in terms of that one, then like the, a little bit more body fat on our, on our physique and not chasing drops in body comp or drops in a scale weight and body fat levels do you feel that that has had a positive i've definitely felt found that this year i've just felt so much better in my train performance in my energy in my cognitive function all that kind of thing because i've spent and i've talked about this 101 times in this podcast for years dieting like chronically dieting for years year after year month after month just trying to drop drop as much weight as i can do you feel that now moving out of that 
um, body comp space, albeit that even that you're still 10% now at the moment, but not chasing a massive drop from, from a competition. Do you think that that's had a positive effect on physical and mental health? Yeah, the stress of dieting, and you know more than anyone, Josh, the stress of dieting and being in aggressive deficit for too long uh, has a numerous amount of um, psychological and physio- physiological um, down you know, pros and cons. And um, for me, um, psychologically, like thinking about food a lot um, when dieting and counting every macro, counting yeah. every calorie to make sure that I get to my specific goal of you know 4.55% and making sure that every body part is displayed and looks aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. Um, it does play on the mind, even though if you have the tools and the the protocol to try and manage that, um, getting to a very aggressive body fat or lean body fat is um, mentally taxing. So for me, um, measuring my food only some weeks, some days now, I'm not, I kind of eyeball my food now and that's a skill. I know that um, after a year or two of competing, I could eyeball my meals and go yeah. that's 30 grams of chicken there or that delivers 30 grams of protein. So the awareness around portion control and knowing Paying attention to my body, my body. I think a lot of us rely on external technology to tell us what's going on, but we are the technology sometimes. And I believe that once you're in tune with your system, um, you could have a meal and know when you're right and know when yeah. you're ready to go. So for me, my awareness now is that I've spent enough time or enough years measuring my food and monitoring my calories and my sleep. Um, I feel like I'm the technology now. My body can tell me what needs to happen or, and what needs to occur for me to mm. specific goal. Have you changed anything regarding nutrition, like uh, maybe an increase in dietary fat more so, pulled protein down because don't need it as high, pulled down carbohydrates? Or what's the, is there different sources? Are you having trained, non-trained day? Is your veg volume gone up? Tell us what the uh, the changes are regarding those kind of things as well. For me, fasting, Josh, I, um, I wake up in the morning and I'll probably have my a bone broth drink and a black coffee around 9am. So I'll get up at 536 I'll fast for about three or four hours, have my bone broth, my collagen, uh, best of the bone, have that every single morning and then probably have my first meal around 10, 30, 11 a.m., even on a training well. So I pack all my carbs in half an hour before I train. I'm a guy, I'm not sure about you, man, but I'm a guy who could tolerate a lot of food very close to my workout. So I could tolerate actually two burgers and chips half an hour before my leg workout and still function really well. Yeah. Um, So for me, I tailor my carbs half an hour to an hour before my session and then uh, you know, backloading after as well, have another you know one hour post-workout, have another lot of carbs. And then every other meal around that is normally more high in fat and protein. Nice. So that, I've changed my nutrition now. It's not carbs every meal, it's just carbs twice a day, pre and post. Yeah, as we know, like fat is dietary fat's going to play a massive role in overall health, hormonal health, cognitive function, all those kind of things. So I was intrigued to see if you made that that shift. In terms of those as well, from like a micronutrition perspective, do you feel that would be slightly higher? I know the the bone is. Did you say a bone broth coffee? Can I can I confirm that one as well? Uh, no. I have a bone broth drink, and then with your lot, coffee, I have a black coffee as well. So okay, I have my, cool. and then my bone broth collagen as well. Okay, cool. I know that we, do, yeah, I remember you um, taking some lion's mane and things like that as well, and some reishi mushrooms, if I'm right in saying as well. Yeah, reishi. Um, I haven't had them for a while, but yeah, good mm. for sleep, good for recovery, and I'll have to get back into them. But there's so many different supplements we can explore uh, in our world of health and well-being mm. and supplementation. But I look at the priority right now, and for me, it's just to um, to stay healthy and and bone broth for me. Um, all the research and data I've looked into collagen. Um, it's a fantastic drink, and I encourage everyone who wants to really you know, improve their health and, and feel better um, to have one of those cups per day. It's a great drink. 
Interesting. I've never never heard of bone broth other than maybe having chick, chicken stock soup a couple of times a year. But yeah. tell, tell us a little bit about bone broth and what are the kind of the, the benefits to what's what's involved in it that makes it so good? Well, it's a collagen of amino acid profile, so skin, nail repair. Yeah. Um, in terms of tissue as well, can contribute to that. But for me, the um, the gut health benefit, um, I mean, you're not just going to have a drink of bone broth and, and heal your gut, but there's a lot of other factors that contribute in that. But um, I'm sure, you, as you're aware, Josh, there's a lot of um, people around the world who suffer from gut issues, whether that's cyber, small intestine, bacterial overgrowth and um, fluctuance and, and really poor digestive systems. So for me, bone broth is a great start for people to have that daily and really be on the path of better gut health. Um, I'm not a gut health expert. I, I know a small mm-hmm. amount, um, but for me, bone broth has really improved my digestive ability and also given the ability to um, have that collagen every single day as well. Excellent, man. Might might have to add it to the the morning routine now myself. And in terms of other supplementation around around that, are there other ones that you would take during the day to help with, um, first of all, health supplements, and then more so geared towards sleep stress recovery or anything across the day that you would take? Creatine is a staple. It's been a staple yep. now for fifteen years. I've um I've had a few weeks where I've just sort of cycled it, but creatine monohydrate, as you know, it provides a lot of value, five grams per day, pre or post workout. Um, And I have a lot of vitamin C. Um, I'm Mm -hmm. still changing a lot of tissue. And even when I I just had a really good workout prior, and I think my total total volume there assessed was about 23, 24. So I'm breaking down a fair amount of tissue. Um, So vitamin C for me is a great supplement to have for immune function and also uh, tissue repair as well. Yeah. Very good. Really good. Really interesting to hear that. I must, must try out the bone broth and give it a crack anyway, for sure. You have to, Josh. <laughs> will do, will do. <clears throat> I'll let you know how it tastes. Definitely won't put it in the coffee, though. We'll see how we go. Uh, the, the beautiful thing about bone broth, you've got your, your chili, your garlic, your tofu. Okay, nice. Um, you've got mushroom flavors. So you've got the ability to have like a, a, a lion's mane and mushroom one as well. So it's got a lot of value to it. We got a, we got a juicer here recently. And uh, Gigi, my girlfriend, has been making a lot of a lot of juices recently with ginger and turmeric and just absolutely everything under the sun. Um, so I've definitely been getting getting a lot in there. But I must must give that a crack though. Definitely will give that a try. Um, definitely. And with the juicy, the juicy, Josh, how have you found that? Like in terms of your ability over winter, like you're a guy who doesn't really get sick very often. Have you found that to be a, a more great for you in terms of immune system benefit and value? You know what? If I'm being honest, we we've only had it for for about five days or so, and the for, the thing is absolutely massive. So when we make a when we make a batch of of it, it a lot of it comes out. So we have bottled up in, in across the week. But I definitely like to see if I take that consistently now for for next little while. In particular, around ginger and things like that are all really good in turmeric. And um, hopefully that I get a, a good benefit from that for sure. But it's not, it's nice to have. It's so easy, easy to use. And if anyone wants to get a good bang for your book thing, it's, it's very easy. Do you, do you use juices or anything like that? Uh, not so much anymore. Um, I rely on things like vitamin C, spirulina, barley, wheatgrass to really get my micronutrition up. So for me, uh, the cleanup scares me a bit, Josh, the, uh, the cleanup of the juicing was always an issue for me. I don't like cleaning. Don't do both. <laughs> you and me both it's all over the kitchen counter all the time but oh. um so in terms of your perception about about life we'll get back to kind of your thought process and where your mindset's at what do you feel has changed the most in your perception of of life in general and an overall life over the last uh, let's let's say six to 12 months or so yeah bodybuilding is a great endeavor and it's really me, not just a, an endeavor of getting lean and looking great, or it depends on how you define looking great. Some people don't like the bodybuilding look. Mm. Um, 
people in my circle and, and coaches like yourself do respect uh, people that get in exceptional condition and, and look aesthetically pleasing. Uh, but for me, bodybuilding has been a bit of a spiritual practice where I've been to some moments into a, a prep where, like, what am I doing here? I'm, I'm trying to squat and I've got so limited fuel in my body. Uh, what is the reason behind me wanting to get so lean and so shredded? So there's been a lot of questions that come up in the process of competing. Um, I've met some great people. Um, I've had some sad times during my shows and not having the result I wanted, which is just part of life and growth. Um, but for me, the, the spiritual practice behind bodybuilding, and it's, it's quite difficult for people to grasp because sometimes we ascend at different levels and some people um, do bodybuilding just to get a trophy. But for me, it's always been about personal growth and personal development. Mm-hmm. So the spiritual side of bodybuilding has really made me shift into more of what I'm doing now. And, you know, in the future, I'm looking to do retreats on the Gold Coast around, you know, taking people out in the bush, combining exercise, but also spending time in nature. Uh, feel a part of that is really healing for a lot of people. And, um, you know, I could get anyone into the gym and like you can and flog them for 45 minutes and really break them down. Uh, they'll pa- wake up the next day feeling really sore. So for me, finding nature and training um, is really powerful. So the spiritual side of bodybuilding has really um, been a, played a big part for me and, made me realize there's a lot more to training. Um, there's a lot, lot more to life than training. Um, they're the two big things for me. Hmm. Yeah, I've definitely found that the case of that myself as well. <clears throat> I'm probably neglected uh, more so. I'm probably just being very, very conscious on body composition, physique, low body fat, that kind of thing, but really transition more so over towards that kind of, like we said, health first, body comp second. And the two will complement each other. And think that we need to make sure that I know we've kind of said that you've shifted from bodybuilding to health, but of course the two of them, they probably complement each other a lot throughout your, your own journey. Would I be right in saying that? Oh, definitely. Beautifully said. Yeah. Bodybuilding and health um, have always been a big part of my life and um, getting on stage or getting ready for a photo shoot, like getting for a photo shoot is just as taxing as getting on stage because you're dieting, you're depleting. Don't tell me that. Don't tell me yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to see yours, Josh. I have been watching you. Yeah, um, looking forward to that one. But yeah, bodybuilding or a photo shoot is a, a great, and a lot of people still reach out to me and say, I just want to do one, Steve. I just want to do one show to see what it feels like. And I, I give them a bit of a rundown of the process and the protocols and the, the system involved. And a lot of people go, great. I just want to give it a, a one go and see how I feel. When people do it, they love it. 95% of people turn around and go, I want to do it again, or I just want to have eight months of building and then do a photo shoot. So yeah. Yes, bodybuilding is taxing, but it just creates a lot of resilience and opportunity in your growth as well. So for anyone looking at doing a photo shoot or a bodybuilding show, jump all in, have the right coach, of course, but it's a great moment for your ability to open things up and and have different things come your way as well. Mm, It's been a a discipline, I think, is is such a word when it comes to bodybuilding the nutrition the the just yeah, resilience to get stuff done when you don't want to especially when you are in a dieting phase and um, i think that definitely does play a really really positive role but i think the the blending of of the health focus stuff as well on the back end and trying to complement the two together is definitely the the way that everyone i think should should move forward yeah, and it can be done josh with the right product a million percent exactly and you know, if you want to learn a lot about yourself, you get ready for a photo shoot or a bodybuilding show and you have your own business. There for me are the two biggest things in life. Um, having your own business or being an entrepreneur uh, teaches you a lot about yourself because you have those weeks where 
you're struggling, but it's, it all comes down to you. And then with bodybuilding, you might just have a coach that you check in week, weekly or fortnightly and it comes on you. So for me, if you want to understand it, your character and what you're about, have your own business or, or be a bodybuilder or have a photo shoot. Absolutely. So, Steve, we will we will let you go. Thank you so much for spend, taking the time to jump on and chat everything through. As always, I really, really appreciate your time and, and outlook. And, and it's been so interesting watching you, um, as we said, shift from, from one more, more so over to the other, but keeping both of them in your life at the moment as well. Where can people find you, get you, learn a little bit more about you? Promo Education on Instagram. Yep. Um, I'm sure you'll put this up on uh, the podcast. Um, tag me as well. But yeah, Promo Education, guys. And my, my main goal, like you, Josh, is just to empower people to better choices, uh, a better physique. And you can do that through the gym and also nature as well. So combining the two is my main goal in the future. And uh, having healthy people, we need a lot more healthier people in our world right now. Agreed. Yeah. I think that you're doing a fantastic job yourself in Adele now at the moment, all the clients that you do have. It's just about just keeping everything moving now and giving out that education as well going forward. Appreciate so with, it, Josh. With that said, Steve, thank you so much. Really appreciate your time again. And we will definitely have you on for episode three as well in a year's time. <laughs> Very, a lot of gratitude. Thank you, Josh. Cheers, Steve. Thank you.